This week 12 NFL picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now, to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 completely free on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com/sgp. That's aceperhead.com/sgp. You're listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast exclusively on SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Howdy, Sean. What's up, man? Ah, you know, we, uh, we did the unthinkable Sean. What's that? We were almost perfect. <laughs> in our horribleness. Wow. Horrific week for both of us, <laughs> both two and 12 ATS embarrassing. It is. Uh, I mean, we're just, it's I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. You're going to be out here shining shoes for the listeners. Someone, Sh- someone tweeted into you and said, thank you, Ryan. Uh, your picks are so, I see what you did there. They go, your picks are so bad that you wanted to make the listeners feel good for their picks being bad. And you went above and beyond. And uh, so he was hashtag clients first, Sean, we are putting the clients first. I've had two horrifically bad weeks. Other than that, it's been like a pretty, you know, not amazing season, but solid Rio hovering around 500, getting over there a couple times, but just week one and last week, both horrific. And I went back and looked at the game film. I was like, what did I do wrong? Where did I, where did I make a mistake? And I realized it was a schedule run. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was all the uh, meat you were consuming. <laughs> all right, no. soy boy. Uh, it's because I had some soy today for lunch. Oh, I don't you. doubt it. When we tape on Wednesday nights, that's when I'm in my yeah. wheelhouse. That's when I'm feeling good. Tuesday night, clearly, as you saw, both of us horrific uh, spread, horrific picks, complete disaster. Never going to do that again. We can't mess well, with the system. To be to be fair, we're actually going to be doing that next week because of Thanksgiving, but well, that's Thanksgiving's different. different. We've always done it that way. Yes, we've always done it that way. Maybe we combine the DFS podcast. We'll figure it out. We will, right? We will figure it out. And uh yeah, soy boy, I I tweeted out and shared the clip of us uh uh, you know, we talked about on the college football podcast, our awesome weekend up at yeah. uh, Pullman, hanging out with coach Leach, getting a tour of the facility field passes, hanging out in the press box. Awesome trip. And Ryan, you stated that uh, one of the worst parts about the trip was having to watch Colby and I eat these delicious, delicious hamburgers. I mean, honestly, Sean, the fact that they, they used an ice cream scoop. Yes. 
and there it was, was no patty made. It was just a scoop of ground beef thrown homemade on, the, on the grill. So uh, it, was know, in, that, it was in uh, Moscow, Idaho. So that shit. was a tough moment for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I imi- did an imitation uh, of the guy calling out for your veggie burger, calling it a pussy burger. And then uh, I was hanging out with my wife and she's like, Oh, I saw the pussy burger clip. <laughs> uh Oh, is this what's getting your wife to listen to the show? Oh, well, I don't think she listens to the show, and that's probably well, for the best on all parts. Clips. But you know, it pops up in her feed, and I think she she saw that there was some possibly some vegetarian bashing going on, and much like the rest of the uh, listening audience, she's caught up in the hashtag soy boy nickname that is just really, yeah. really popping off. I imagine greatest oh, bit in the history of the sports gambling podcast, perhaps. Right, and you're you're trying to claim credit that. Part of your switching to the plant-based diet was for the good of the show. Well, I, I was noticing that uh, the show was not as efficient as it could be. There was yeah. a lot of impurities flowing through the machine that is the sports gambling podcast. So I had to go plant-based, remove that inflammation, remove those impurities. Ryan, Chick- I, chickpeas uh, and falafel all day, baby. <laughs> Come on, just hummus, mm, chicken. A lot of chickpea in my diet today. Well, that's that just sounds awesome, Ryan. Eggplant, tofu. Um, Shout out to all my my vegan. Whatever. What are the soy boys' followers? Fellow veg heads. Uh, <laughs> you know who? When just the name soy boy, it reminds me of. And the younger kids listen Bubble to the show. Boy made, Seinfeld. I was thinking more party boy from Jackass. Oh. <laughs> and uh, if you've never watched the original Jackass TV show, some of the funniest shit of all time. And a lot uh, of party boy in Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> just trolling that shitty ass guy. I just, I store. just imagine in my head, the character soy boy is basically exactly like party boy, but he's also just eating some like orange chicken. That's made out of soy the soy or... boy as played by Chris Pontius. <laughs> like that, that's the move in a speedo just rips soy off boy. the track suit. Oh, definitely. He's got, he's got some, uh, he's got some of that in there for sure. I, I think a Jersey is required at this point. We need a to jersey? find a, a yeah. Jersey. Oh, a soy, boy back, jersey? soy boy. <laughs> what is the most vegetarian? There's probably some minor league team called like the radishes or is there the any radishes? <laughs> I mean, is there any sort? Oh, corn huskers. That's pretty close. Mm, but that's the thing. Everyone uh, in Nebraska, they uh, eat beef. They're not gonna. If you try and order a Nebraska jersey that says "Soy Boy," they're they're not gonna print that thing, man. It, it yeah, probably, probably. I, I what do you? I, I I don't know. Corn huskers isn't a good one though. It's got to be like Pacific Northwest. Yeah, the fighting okra. Really, D two Delta State. Fear the okra? <laughs> no, that, really. A buckeye? Is that a? It's a nut, I guess. Oh, dude, this fighting okra. The raging Cajuns are cayenne is the mascot. Oh, uh, I don't well, know. Well, Cajun, they eat too much seafood, right? Syracuse orange. A, yeah, okay, dude. The fighting oh, okra, those Scottsdale favorite. Community College is has already the artichoke for their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's work on that uh, and try and get you a Artie the artichoke. Jersey. <laughs> Wait, what is it? A, it's a community college. Uh, let's let's look this up. Scottsdale Community College. Okay. The artichokes. All right. <laughs> Are they actually called the artichokes? It. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll do some research on that. Oh, it's an accurate. Uh, it's hard to imagine. Uh, oh yeah, I'm looking at this guy right now. 
He kind of looks like Meatwad if he was green from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger yeah, it was Force. Om- yeah, that's exactly what he is. I think they just stole that face and slapped <laughs> it on a, a green thing that kind of looks like an, this is a really bad mascot. Yeah. Well, look look forward to getting an artichoke shirt uh, with the nickname Soy Boy on the back. Ryan, all right, lot to get to. Recap of our horrific picks. Do you care to weigh in on Colin Kaepernick's workout, Ryan? Oh, well. Oh, hot, 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 hot. It appears he still has elite arm talent, Sean. (laughs) And there is absolutely a place for someone with elite arm talent in the National Football League. Come on. You can find a hundred guys with elite arm talent that can throw the ball on a field with no defenders. You could find a number of guys who look really good slinging the rock. Ryan Leaf looked really good slinging the rock. Jamarcus Russell looked really good slinging the rock until there was defenders until he he had to use his brain. (laughs) And that's the problem. I don't want, I don't mean to go to a space where it sounds like I'm knocking Colin Kaepernick's brain, but he just did not have the mental capability to play quarterback in the national football league. He didn't, not everyone is meant to be a quarterback. Period. Wasn't, wasn't a big film guy. Never was. And he was awesome that one year where he was running around a lot with Greg Roman. And we see it now with Lamar Jackson, who is a much, much better version of Colin Kaepernick. Now the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, it's it's just I mean, it's just such a a long back and forth. But I think he's kind of in a weird way, he's almost proving the owner's points, where it's like this workout of Colin Kaepernick was a three-day news story. Does anyone want a backup quarterback that it that's calling out the owners and saying, don't be scared of me. Sign me when jo- <laughs> when the Eagles re-signed, um, you know, Josh McCown was there. It was, it was like a 15 minute press conference. He moved on the guys holding the clipboard. There was a role for Colin Kaepernick in the league to do that. He turned down a $7 million deal from the, the Broncos because he wanted the starter money. Couldn't find starter money. And then all of a sudden he became blackballed. It's like, dude, take the $7 million deal from the Broncos, have a really good year. And then you have them over the barrel to get insane money. It's just, there's no middle ground. You think Patrick Mahomes, if he kneeled or if Lamar Jackson took a knee for the national anthem, you don't think they would still be playing like, come on. He's it's a, it's a nuanced thing. He's not good enough to warrant the insane distraction. He is now you should, you can be like, Sean, it's his uh, political right to do this. It's like, yeah, yeah it is. It totally is. It it's absolutely his political his his right as an American to do this. Sure. But he may impact his impl- employment with a private entity. Period. Yeah. I mean, every single workplace I've ever been at, they discourage you from talking about politics and religion because it's divisive. And especially the NFL is an entertainment company, right? They're putting out a TV show. And don't kid yourself. The national anthem isn't because Roger Goodell loves the troops. The national anthem is a commercial for the armed services because the armed services are one of their best partners. So if you're going to protest one of the advertisers, there's just, it's going to be a pain in the ass again, private entity. I have a job. If I went into work and started spewing off some shit, sure. Freedom of speech applies. Yeah. They can still fire me. Yeah. Not like to mention say, Colin Kaepernick worked in an at will state. At, if, if for those of you who aren't lawyers, like everyone in Cleveland right now, <laughs> at will means that at, you can fire your employer and your employer can fire you without any notice. So listen, 
Colin Kaepernick is, if he was still good at football, he'd be in the National Football League. Unfortunately, the NFL doesn't need Tebow's. He's, they just he's, don't need Tebow's. But, but I guess to play the other side, is Colin Kaepernick better than like Luke Falk? Maybe. You know, I mean, like he is. He is probably good enough to warrant that second or third quarterback on some rosters. And you're right, maybe because. Oh, you get into it like, well, look, other backups come out of nowhere. Yeah, maybe there is a world where you would have had some crazy Nick Foles revival and and take a team to the playoffs. Highly unlikely, and that's why that Foles story is so crazy. But you you kind of almost have to play the game a little bit. If he just quietly did the workout, signed whatever the NFL wanted to do, knocked it out of the park, maybe a team yeah. would. But like, even his workout was a big story. So it's crazy. All right, there you go. Get, wow. the, get the hot take out of it. No more hot takes. No more hot takes. Turn the burner off. Hey, you gotta, gotta talk shop a little bit. Ryan, this is not a hot take. There's not two sides of this issue. And the issue is mybookie.ag is the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The official online sports book of our podcast, Podcast Network. All the lines we're about to pick, courtesy of our good friends over at mybookie.ag. If you want to get set up over at mybookie.ag, use that promo code SGP up to $1,000, up to a $1,000 deposit bonus on your first deposit. And Thanksgiving right around the corner, a $250 completely free bet on the Bears and the Lions. Put down $250. If you win the bet, awesome. You get to keep the $250. If you lose the bet, you still win the bet. They will refund you up to $250 on that early Thanksgiving game. And that's for all my bookie customers, not just new ones. But again, it's a simple formula over at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, and most importantly, you get paid, especially when you use a promo code SGP. Ryan, before we uh, recap our pile of shit, let's highlight some winners, AKA the listeners in the free roll football contest presented by bet spurts. Oh man. What do we got going on here? I think I pulled up the uh, God damn it. <laughs> I pulled up last week's uh, winners. Hold on, Ryan. I'm calculating these. I know one of the guys he's already hit us up for his free merch. And again, if you are one of the winners, handful of guys went uh, twelve and two this week. A tie oh, up at Jesus. the top. The Here store, the merch store is going to be empty after these. Ben Alexander two thirty, Chad Foreman seventeen, Hajanki, oh. Deadfish, and G Thoma O three all went twelve and two. All you guys get a fifty dollar credit over at the Sports Gambling Podcast merch store. You guys hit us up podcast at sports gambling podcast to get your gear. Kramer, let's take a look at the leaderboard. Well, Sean, I'm going to give you four this week. I'll give you five. Iron chef. Brad is in fifth place with 89 correct picks. D Huffman 55 tied with Pickmaster in third place with 91. I'm sorry. Tied in second place with Gotti 15, all with 91 and in first place. For the first time this year, Big Ben W. Good to see Ben Roethlisberger doing something in his time <laughs> off, dominating the free roll football contest. He's one of those guys who will get penetration. 
Ryan and uh, one of the listeners who was a recent winner, we we had mentioned that we were kind of disappointed in some of the some of the names. Historically, we've had some really good, funny we listener have. names, and he he told me in the email that he tried to register um, Michael Vick's pet grooming service, and it would not go through. <laughs> uh, don't let Colby hear that. Yeah, Colby's all over the map with his takes. Oh my god, that was another thing we didn't even get into it on the college podcast. But Colby and I spent a good hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, thank God we didn't get into it on the college <laughs> podcast, or the college podcast would have been three hours long. I had to witness this a little bit more sober than you two, and it was it was brutal. It was a heated argument over who was the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I said Tom Brady again because uh, as much as it pains me, it's a baby fucking wheel, man. T- uh, the guy won. Six Super Bowls, right? I mean, five Super Bowls. Where are we at with Brady? Five. It, it, you know, there's a lot of other good quarterbacks in that caliber, and uh, but I think the extra Super Bowls is a tiebreaker for yeah. Tom Brady. Colby said Super Bowls and Super Bowl MVPs don't matter, and that he thought John Elway was much better than Tom Brady. That wasn't even close. It, it and was. I, and it I, was more than that. It I was... love John Elway. I get it, but to not. Not put Tom Brady up there is kind of insane. It was an interesting kind of it was an interesting experience to watch someone who is really just against against every mainstream stream opinion. Anything that doesn't feel contrarian is wrong, <laughs> and so it was kind of interesting to like like what I like to do when people are arguing arguing is I will generally just take the other side because it's fun to argue. So with a guy like Colby, it's fun to just take it in cir- circles and go in circles. <laughs> anyway, good. Yeah. Anything else we have to talk about with with the Pullman experience? Uh, One we thing we it. didn't touch on was are, are you you participating in an emph- emph- emphatic high five over soccer. That was fun watching the Eagles oh, during yeah. an Eagles Patriots game. I Tom Green earmuffs <laughs> if you're listening, but uh, we a very passionate high five when Brazil we'll won up. the Brazil won the U17 uh, World World Cup final. So can't really get into the logistics of uh, <laughs> what was going on there, but yeah, it was a uh, I didn't gamble on it, but I was possibly involved in very, some, very some action excited. on some U17 <laughs> soccer that uh, would have been a big swing there. All right, let's get to the recap here. Steelers seven, Browns twenty one. Uh, we thought the Steelers were better than the Browns, but Mason Rudolph again. Mason Rudolph on the road. I remember saying it on the podcast. I'm like, that's the one thing that scares me. Should have scared me more. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I know what uh, Miles Garrett was feeling. I wanted to hit him over the head with a helmet for how bad he played. Put in Duck Hodges. Pittsburgh defense played pretty solid, but yeah, I mean their offense is just horrible. Juju got knocked out early. Not much, not much going on there. This, uh, this Browns team, are they undefeated in their division? Uh, I don't. Oh yeah. Cause they beat the, uh, they beat the Ravens too. Right. Interesting. Look out. Don't say couldn't happen. <laughs> I love that. I have a big bet on the Ravens to win this division. I mean, the Browns, the interesting thing is the AFC is so bad. The wild cards really are pretty wild because AFC South, you know, Colts, Texans, they're both six and four. They play this week. And one of those is going to get a loss. Uh, and L- the Titans are this. five and five Jags are four and six. They're still kind of in it. The Browns play the dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Ravens and the Bengals. They have one, one or two tough games left. Yeah. I mean, and what are the 
six games left, they'll be favored in at least four of them, possibly five. Yeah. Crazy. I would say they'll be favored in, in four. Seems like they could use Miles Garrett though <laughs> on the home stretch. Detroit Lions 27, uh Dallas Cowboys 35. Driscoll, Driscoll the pistol, not enough. He was moving the ball, but Detroit's defense, Dallas uh, just looked good can on the some, can, side of the ball. Sean, can you please explain to me why it's 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 the right analytical move? I know, it's really annoying. To, when you're down 8 to go for 2. The spread was 3 when we picked it. And I mm. thought that was a Stafford spread. Turns out it wasn't because it got up to seven and a half. Or no, turns out it was a Stafford spread because yeah. when Driscoll was name starter, it got up to seven and a half. And lines get up seven nothing. And I'm kicking myself for not taking the seven and a half. And I was like, you know, I had a bad football uh, NFL Sunday, but man, Detroit Lions, uh, that would have been uh if I would have had seven and a half, I would have been so pissed. Yeah, it's one of those again, I don't the card says if you're down, it basically, if you're down 14 points and score a touchdown, you're supposed to go for two. Uh, Why? Well, I, I guess the idea is two attempts at getting the two point conversion, um, even out to what. So they're see, saying the expected value of going for two twice is greater than the expected value of two extra points. In that scenario, because if you hit the first time, then. Um, then you can just kick the extra point to win the game. That basically not the expected value of those two occurrences, but your odds of winning the game uh, increase by going for two the first time. I kind of get it because if you hit the two the first time, then you just um, need to get the touchdown extra point to win the game. I guess. I guess I'd have to look at the percentages of what what a kick is like where, where are we at with the extra point compared yeah. to the, but then it comes back to just why not go rate? for two every time? How different is it from that? But that's my point. Like if you're going with that approach at the end of the game, right? Cause yes. And you're, if you, if you get the coin flip and you get the two point conversion, you're now down six points an extra point wins the game for me. Yeah. But if you don't get it, the extra points now, not an option. You forced your own hand. You have to go back to the coin flip. And so now you're just saying, well, we got it. We converted last time. We'll convert this time. It doesn't work but, like that. But the fact that you have to go for two the second time, um, that value is lower. Your odds of winning are lower than if you would have. I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm not looking at the card. I'm just telling you, it kind of makes sense. It would only make sense if you went for two every time with that. That's my the, like your your point of you should just go every time. The card. Is only right if we're converting like eighty five percent on kicks. But even then, then you should just go every time because expected value. If you're getting half of your two point conversions, that means your expected value is one point. So you should never kick an extra point because you're not going to kick a hundred percent of extra points. That's math. I understand that math. I don't know what kind of fucking sorcery or voodoo they're doing where these guys who never go for two, they're not progressive. All of a sudden they're going for two down 14 at the end of the game. It doesn't make sense. It, the people in the bar agreed. Any average fan would see it's a, it just isn't a smart move. Just go for two every time or take both extra points. Tampa Bay 17, Orleans saints 34 uh, bucks catching five and a half. Uh, you know, classic uh, James game. Just turned it over. Their defense is just so so bad. We, we have to we have to have a, a intervention on ourselves with the Bucks. They've and now lost six straight against the spread. 
Yeah. Well, I think actually technically there was a cover in there on that um on that Seattle game because it was like six and a half. But for the, oh, but it, you're the right. closing yeah, the number closing number they've lost. And I think them. that's what's keeping me around them. And just in your head, you're like, they got Godwin, they got Evans, they got Arians. And just the defense is so bad. We can't fuck with the Bucks anymore. It just doesn't matter. Panthers three. Atlanta twenty nine. We were both on the Panthers. I liked it. I made it my lock. I thought this was a perfect uh, Atlanta Super Bowl division game against the Saints, and then they just fucking shit the bed. I don't, I don't understand how Carolina did not get up for this game. I mean, Allen at quarterback clearly it's a disaster. May as well put uh, Ma'am back in. I don't know where. How she's is he at. not done with the transition? Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. And Will Greer, where is Will Greer? Panthers, get him in the game. And they just looked horrible. I mean, how can they have three points? And Christian McCaffrey still had like 25 fantasy points. He still had like a a good fantasy. I think he went over 30. Yeah. It was a lot of like PPR and, and yards, but crazy collapse for the Panthers. And I don't know. (laughs) I'm most puzzled at what changed with this Atlanta team because they were there. They were the worst defense in the league. And now they're in a couple weeks, Sean, they are up to 25th. 25th. They were awful. I don't get this at all. They have a pass rush now. It's yeah, very they just really seem to rally around Dan Quinn, which didn't make much sense, but they seem to be doing it. It's, I, like, I the think, ho- it's like my Hokies rallying around Justin <laughs> Fuente. It's just. Yeah, as a fan, it's always horrifying when your team rallies around a shitty coach. You're like, no, let it go. We're not going to make the playoffs. Come on, just move on. We got to get past Dan Quinn. They won't do it. Indianapolis Colts 33, Jaguars 13. We had the Jags. I kept going back and forth on this game. Went with the Jags because I figured, fuck it, take the three points. And the way Venetary has just been such a liability and the way these games are normally closed, that was my reasoning. But Indianapolis came in and uh, Brissett looked okay, but really it was just about their running game. Uh, Marlon Mack got out early, but he still had 100 yards. He broke his hand. And then they bring in Jonathan Williams. He gets over a hundred yards. This Jags defense is next just man up. bad. Next man up. Uh, yeah. Th- I mean, this what uh, coach of the year, right? For, for Frank, Wright. Oh yeah. I mean, it just, will he get it though? Uh, they, they lost their quarterback like two weeks before the yeah, season. Who else would you give it to GM like executive and coach of the year have to go to the Colts. If, well, if they maybe, make the I mean, you could make, you can make a case for Harbaugh, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they will. It's not as interesting of a story. It's more they, Lamar they, Jackson for MVP, Frank Reich yeah. for coach of the year. And yeah, you think about too, like if Vinatieri hits a couple of these field goals or if Brissett isn't knocked out though, if they didn't have to start Brian Hoyer at all, he should just get coach of the year imagine just for having to start Brian Hoyer. Imagine if they had Andrew luck, Jesus Christ. Well, I don't I, know. I mean, all right. So they should have, uh, they lost to the chargers because of their kicker. Yep. Accurate statement. Uh, the Raiders game is probably a true loss. Well, that Steelers one is the other one that jumps out at me and they lost to the Steelers because of that. So they Venetary should have hit that kick. They, they did lose to the dolphins all by themselves. (laughs) I mean, that's, Uh, that was Brian Hoyer though. I blame Brian Hoyer for a lot of that. Uh, They still lost to the dolphins, Denver Broncos, 23 Minnesota Vikings, 27. I had the Broncos. One of my few correct picks uh, this week. You like that? You like that? 
What a weird game. Wait, real quick, just we we gotta listen real quick to the cousins voice crack one again. <laughs> they got down twenty to nothing, and we're at this bar in Spokane, basically sitting around all day waiting for our flight back home in uh, upstate Washington, and just there's a ton of Broncos fans, places going nuts. I think they would call it Eastern Washington. What did I call it? Upstate Washington. Oh, okay. Remind you of upstate New York. I get, I get, I got the reference. It was it. Yeah. Spokane definitely reminded me of my time spent in uh, Rome, a New York there as a, as a young child, but uh, yeah, uh, Broncos going nuts. I, I had Broncos 10 and a half one. Of course I didn't actually bet it uh, cause you and Colby were so hard on the Vikings. I got in my own head about it. I should have taken the 10 and a half, but then I was mad at myself for not betting on the money line. And what previously in the past five years, when a team's down 20 points, Oh, and 99. And then here comes captain Kirk leading the team back. Horrible collapse for uh, Fangio and the Dolphins or in the Broncos, but they did cover the 10 and a half. He's close. He's close. He's lost a lot. Speaking of a guy who's lost some close games this year. This is one of those teams where I can tell you right now, Sean, we're going to be taught if, if Vic Fangio stays and they get at, at any sort of improvement at quarterback or this brand. I mean, for Brand, what Brandon Allen did was the most impressive, one of the more, more impressive things on Sunday because he looked good. I and granted, I- it fizzled off, but against that defense in the spaceship, that is an impressive performance. And I think if Fangio comes back and this team can upgrade that that offense a little bit. This is a team you circle right now. Bradley Chubb gets back healthy, and well, that they was lost kind the of, Bears by two points. They lost the Jaguars by two points. They've had some heartbreakers, and they lost the Colts by two points. Uh, they lost the Vikings on the road by four points. Uh, it's they're they're going they're they're going to experience some positive regression along the way. Well, and I, that's kind of what I was thinking we might see out of this Broncos team. I think I was just kind of ahead of the curve. Like oh, this, of course. Well, no, I'm saying this Broncos team we're seeing now. This is kind of the team I thought I would see. It's like good defense, running the ball, okay enough quarterback play. It's taken them a while to figure it out, but uh, yeah, and, and we'll see if Allen ends up being the starter moving forward. I'm sure Elway will figure out a, a way to fuck things up here, but he is the greatest of all time. <laughs> He'll sign Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, there you go. That'll that'll be a. He's clearly yeah, better. That was the funniest part, Sean arguing for Tom Brady. I know, and I don't like Tom Brady. And then Colby kept saying he doesn't like, he hates John Elway personally. Uh, Dude, that <laughs> argument went on for a solid ninety minutes. It was pretty I, funny. Like people at the bar were freaked out because you guys were just screaming at one another. Like they thought you guys were about to fight. And that's that's what got that's what generated the poll question of who's watched more NFL games, Colby or me? Yeah, four to one. I dominated my. Rare win for the <laughs> for the NFL uh, that weekend. Washington Redskins. We unfortunately picked them. Jets came in 34-17. Didn't see a ton of this game. Didn't want to. Sammy Darnold. Here's the thing: when Sam Darnold and their right tackle Beach and play together, the Jets are four and one. Um, they look good. I mean, I, I would say they passed the eye test too. Granted, they've they've done it against some bad teams, but this is clearly a Jekyll and Hyde team. When they're good, they're good. Yeah. This is a team capable of scoring 30 points. No problem. But when they, when they've looked bad, they've been bad, but they haven't looked bad too many times with Darnold this year. So perhaps, yeah. And I think that's uh, the Darnold Beecham thing dates back to clearly that he's clearly the no, number two quarterback in that draft class at this point. Right. And After Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, he was my number one. We'll see. Is where Baker things ahead end up. of Josh Rosen or, or behind? <laughs> I mean, Josh, Wait, Josh Rosen or Josh Allen? Jo- Josh Ro- Josh Rosen. He has way fewer. Wait, is Josh, it was year. just Josh Allen in the same class? Yeah. Okay, so I have Josh Allen higher than Baker right now. Number three. Yeah. Oh, easily. Because Josh Allen. He's leading a team that. Uh, I mean, I think if if anything, we, granted, his eyes are way too close together, and they're never going to win playoff game, but. Uh, He's he's winning games. You know, Baker's not doing winning games. Josh Allen's only thrown seven interceptions. I mean, you know, that's What's a big Baker difference. Got? I mean, he's right up there with uh the <laughs> volume game for Daniel Jones. How dare you compare him? <laughs> uh let's see. What is Mayfield? It's he's well into the double digits and he's fumbled a bunch. Yeah, 14. So he's doubled. Yeah, you you got to give it to Josh. Yeah, I would almost put Baker behind Rosen. Rosen has fewer interceptions. <laughs> Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, twenty Buffalo Bills, thirty-seven. I don't know. We got cute taking the Dolphins. Dolphins are it's crazy. Dolphins are a public dog, and people keep backing them. Crazy. I, I didn't think Buffalo would go in there and be able to put up this many points, but I mean, Miami's good for them. Miami's defense is horrific. Um, it does, you know, their offense is moments of competency. They got a kick return for a touchdown. But Sean, it was the weather. It dropped into like the the low sixties for this game. Maybe yeah. even the fifth. It was, yeah, whatever. Buffalo brought the cold weather to Miami. I did get worried when we heard the weather report. I'm like, damn. No, I, I literally we were driving and I literally said, fuck. Like <laughs> yeah. that's not good. That was the whole premise. The bad sign. Baltimore Ravens forty one. Houston Texans seven. We both had the Ravens, Ryan, both right there, and uh, just put an ass whooping on the Texans. This this Ravens team, unstoppable, best team in football right now. We'll see how long it lasts, but I mean, I, I'm very intrigued to see this team come playoff time. But man, I, it's it's hard to tell. M- I would have a hard time listening to an argument of them being an underdog on a neutral field to anyone in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, it's really going to come down to these last few games if New England loses a couple when or if New England loses one and then uh and you know, Baltimore wins out, they would have the tiebreaker number 1 seed in the AFC. 49ers 36, Arizona 26. Ah. Uh, we picked San Francisco minus 11 and a half, so didn't even get to enjoy that last second complete bullshit. Uh, fumble recovery for a cover. It seems like the line closed about nine. Uh, most shops. It was fun to watch Colby experience the most improbable backdoor <laughs> of an offensive <laughs> lineman heaving the. B- I mean, not only was the guy clearly down, but he literally threw a forward pass. Yeah, uh, like, it was illegal on so many levels. But it but was backwards. It was. <laughs> here's the thing: as a guy, as a gambler, I have a gambler. Things can go either way on that, right? You know what I mean? Like you could clearly be yeah. on both sides of that. I'm fine with it not being reviewed ever. I know maybe it'll come and bite me in the ass, but I, as a gambler, I want that last second sweat, regardless of what side yeah, I am. Here's up the on. problem college basketball is reviewing shots at the end of the game to make sure they don't screw Vegas. The NFL's got to get in line. I, I, I think. I think their ability, or I, 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 I would say this: the NFL has di- has has devolved or digressed in their ability to lead with the best product. There, it used to be we'd watch the NFL and then we'd watch college, and you'd be like, "Why? Like, there's no challenges in college. Why aren't they reviewing this? It's a clear play that needs to be overturned." 
We've seen this across the board this year with pass interference. What's the point? Yeah, pass interference Wh- is hard. What is the point? They should have never the rules if you're not going to follow the rules. A pass interference never should have been reviewable. There, it's not going to be reviewable next year. That Saints it's call stupid. would not have been pass interference if it was call. If that game happened today and they didn't throw the flag on the field, they weren't going to. They they aren't going to overturn it. So you haven't solved anything. Sean. Yes. It seemed like there was some feedback there, but we're all good. Ryan Ryan's on his uh, phone surfing. I was, uh, I was just getting an update on a nice uh, eggplant tofu recipe. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 10 new England Patriots, 17. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Another heartbreaker for the Eagles. Just getting zero production out of the receiver position. Michael Thomas catches in uh, receiving yards more than all the Eagles receivers combined. It's really dog shit. Yeah, I saw they no- got out to a 10 nothing lead. New England just slowly chipped away. Once drove them down uh, length of the field, missed a couple of throws there at the end, but he hit Aguilar in his hands on fourth down. And of course Aguilar dropped it and then pretended to have some knee injury. And that's the other thing. Like there's this, he's, he didn't practice today because of his knee, but meanwhile, he played the, that extra like bullshit series where they had 15, 20 seconds left. I don't know. Aguilar is just such an insane head case. The Eagles not to make excuses, but no 35 out of one thirty-five for qualifying receivers. It's insane. Focus. It's insane. He's the worst receiver in the league. So when are we going to talk about Carson Wentz? When is this going to when is this going to become something that Carson Wentz is a little bit responsible for? Cause what I, the what narrative I see with Philly is they're blaming everyone else. Everyone else is catching it. Not Carson Wentz. Though. Oh no, Carson Wentz. Not Carson Wentz. This is the not most Carson Wentz and those errant, horrible throws I was pointing out earlier in the season. This was the most criticism Carson Wentz has ever gotten uh, uh, after a game. So to say that, I mean, I don't think you have the pulse of the fan base. Um, yeah, no, he you're Carson- focused on the wrong thing. This is all about Carson Wentz. Sure, Nelson Aguilar sucks, but what watching that game. This was a Carson. This was a Carson Wentz loss. Okay, I mean, if you want to put it on Carson Wentz, it, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, he needed to play better. He needed to make a couple plays there. Um, he's not getting help from his all receivers. that bullshit horseshoe out of his ass third down conversion shit he was doing when he was the quote MV, front runner in the MVP or an MVP candidate before he got hurt. It's just not happening, and his throws. I'm, I stay, I stand by this. He may one out of three of his throws are just awful. Just awful. I don't know what happened to him. He he's in his own head. Ryan, here's an interesting stat via PFF percentage of balls caught from on target throws over 20 air yards. Okay. So these are, you know, basically uh, passes that are That's considered catchable over 20 yards. Right? Sure. So good throws. Okay. Uh, Thirty subjective teams. subjective metrics are are not my forte, but I'll listen. The I mean it the ball hits the receiver in the hands. They deem that catchable. So you're right. There is some subjectivity. In it's not just if it hits their hands though. But continue. According me, to according to this stat, Carson Wentz is the is the top guy. No, no. This is percentage of balls caught by receivers that hit their hands after Sorry, twenty. Eagles yards. are the lowest. Yeah, sixty eight percent. I mean, yeah, Carson Wentz needs to be criticized. He needs to work on his accuracy. His mechanics are regressing. Do you have the top guy on that list? 
top guy. Like I'm curious what a good percentage is. Um, there's a lot of teams that are at a hundred percent. Okay. Eagles are at 68% just below the giants, which are like 71%. Oh, interesting. Uh, who else is here? Bears, hundred percent. Ravens, hundred percent. Titans, hundred percent. Chiefs, ninety-six and a half percent. Lions, up there. I mean, again, it's not really about the quarterback there. It's about the receiver's ability to catch the ball when it hits them in the hands. So, uh, Lane Johnson being out, Jordan Howard being out, Alshon Jeffrey being out. I mean, that's certainly not helping their offense. The play calling needs a lot of work, and Carson Wentz needs to execute better. Yeah. Oakland Raiders 17, Cincinnati Bengals 10. Fucking Raiders couldn't cover 10 points at home against the Bengals. This is bad. Come on, John. Uh, we got to get our shit going mentally. The close your eyes special gets a cover, Sean. Uh, bringing, bringing it to a wah, a beautiful five, six and one, almost mm. 500 there. But straight up, the close your eyes special team is 1 and 11 now, straight up. Sean. I don't hear. Maybe I'm out of touch, but I I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about how the Bengals haven't gotten a win yet. Really? There there are. Isn't this winless season going a little under the radar with the Bengals? Well, I think what happened was when the Dolphins were doing it was like a freaking parade every week. Are the, the Dolphins going to get a win this week? The Dolphins were seen as like, oh, they're the tank team, blah blah blah. Yeah. But meanwhile, Bengals are just kind of minding their own business, <laughs> holding up tanking, here, tanking the shit out of this season. I, I think. Zach Taylor, though, like, dude, you just can't go on 16. You might not get a second season. A- AJ Green, not even playing. Like, he's still. He wants no part of it. Yeah, my ankle still hurts, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, really. I'm doubtful this week. Well, and they got to be careful because Redskins at one and nine. But here's the thing what do the Redskins do? Let's say the Redskins somehow, you know, Bengals get another win, whatever. Redskins end up with the number one pick. Do the Redskins draft Joe Burrow? No. <laughs> so they, is he going to be the first pick? Yeah. How would he not be? Oh, I just, this kid from Ohio state, the pass rusher. I feel like that. Oh, you're right. He might be the first pick. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I'm the giants are going to have a high pick and I God help me if they take anything other than offense or defensive line, but there uh, are there any, are there any good running backs available for the uh, giants? Pot- potentially Saquon replacement. It's time to move on Look from that you. guy. Just going back to the same I'm shitty, looking, I'm shitty looking, joke. Well, I'm looking at uh, CBS 2020 mock draft. They have the New York Giants selecting Jerry Judy, receiver out of Alabama. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to build through the line? Rams. They also need an offensive lineman. Although some of the rookie guys are playing a little better. 17 Bears. Seven. Jared Goff sucks. Island. It's again made this joke before, Ryan. But uh, I I stand by it. It's no longer an island. It's a continent, much like Australia. Well, it's gotten so big. <laughs> the the tr- the tropical storm Trubisky that was downgraded to a tropical storm right before it landed, just immediately destroyed by the powers of land. Uh, lost the water. Lost and its I, momentum. I, and I, now I, now instead of we can't. This is the millennial problem. We can't just bench Trubisky. We have to pretend like he's hurt. Oh. Who is he? Fooling? Who gets hurt and has some emotional hug with his coach when he's like, "Hey, bro, uh, I got to do it. Sorry, man, you suck. You suck. We should have taken Patrick Mahomes. We should have taken Deshaun Watson. We suck. John Fox sucks. The GM Ryan whatever sucks. Everyone sucks. Had you listened to Ryan Real Money Kramer, Sean, what would you have mm-hmm. known that Mitchell Trubisky is a hot bag of dicks? But. 
Yeah, um, you were not high on Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, I think now notable I, QBs, Ryan, from the 2017 draft class careers: Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson. Win percentage a five forty three for Trubisky, seven twenty for Mahomes, six twenty five for Watson. Uh, passer rating eighty six point two for Trubisky, Mahomes one twelve point five, Watson one hundred three point five, and uh, TD to interception forty and twenty three for Trubisky, sixty eight and fourteen for Mahomes, sixty three and twenty three for Deshaun Watson. Uh, not much to make of this game. Also, super ugly one. I Nathan Peterman was also taken in that draft. Yeah. Pretty bad draft for uh, quarterbacks. Chad Kelly, Brad Kaya, Nathan Peterman, Joshua Dobbs, CJ Beathard, Davis Webb, Deshaun Kaiser. Wow. And Mitchell Trubisky. All hilarious bags of dicks. You could make a, uh, you could make a uh, case for Beathard, man. He didn't look bad he's with the third, that 49ers. He's the third best quarterback after Mahomes and Watson, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bears didn't cover. I had the Bears. You had the Rams. Felt like they probably should have covered, but the Bears. Bad. Yeah, it was ten seven the entire game. Trubisky was hard. I mean, for as for as nice as Jared Goff sucks Island has gotten, Trubisky is just. Yeah, I mean, what they can't go in there and kick a last second field goal for the cover. I mean, they were covering the entire game. Okay. Kansas City twenty four, Chargers seventeen. Hola, San Diego. Superchargers, charge! Horrific, horrific uh, day in the poor life of uh, our buddy, our pal Justin Decker, uh, Phil Rivers. Again, I said it before the Oakland game. He was there with that heavy backpack on a trail, loose rocks, ready to fall off the uh, cliff, <laughs> and he did. And he's just uh, kept falling. I'm going to ask you a crazy question. Sure. That before the season you would have been like that's stupid. But who retires first, Big Ben, Philip Rivers, or Eli Manning? Uh, well, I think Philip Rivers definitely thinks he can play, and I, I think the perception is he's that got he ten kids play. or nine kids. Like he's ready to go, right? Well, Odds Shark, good pals over at Odds Shark, actually tweeted out a hypothetical odds here. What happens first? Philip Rivers announces retirement yeah. plus one twenty, or Philip Rivers announces tenth child. <laughs> Minus one sixty. Well, I mean, he seems to let he's his, one of those guys who will get penetration. I, I think he only lets his wife rest for like six months before he gets <laughs> to it again. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go minus one sixty on the tenth child. You, you got to watch that video of him talking about uh, not using birth control and the the glint in his eye when he talks about uh, you know. And then there's a certain time in the month where she's ready to go, and uh, <laughs> it's just a gift from God. It's like, oh. A really horny guy. Yeah, I love how guy these these like these southern dudes they get they let religion uh, drive their just <laughs> insane. There's crazy love of sex. Insane. Um. Yeah. And Jesus, man, felt that the Chargers. That was a tough loss. Yeah, because they played pretty well on defense. You know, they did. Chargers have lost 31 one possession game since 2015. <laughs> this is. I mean, the Eagles have had a couple tough losses this year, but man, Chargers most uh, quietly the most tortured fan base because they're given the most hope. And I was trying to explain this to my wife. I said, it's not like with the Giants where you start the season, you know they're going to suck. They suck. You're a little annoyed. But the Chargers. A little annoyed? The char- oh, come on. You moved on after like week two. The Chargers, <laughs> they got, they got, you know, Decker believing every single yeah. Sunday. It's he's tough. throwing his hat. He's. Flying around, and what's going to happen is they're going to win like five in a row, 
eight and seven. They'll need like a win and some help to get in the playoffs, and they'll lose by three again. Yeah, they're tr- they're a field goal kicker back to missing f- kicks. Ah, oh, poor, poor, poor Decker. Poor Decker, indeed. Kramer, before we uh, give out our week thirteen NFL, is it week thirteen? It's week twelve. Week Sean. twelve NFL picks. Talk about our good pals over at Ace Per Head. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports look? You don't know how. All of a sudden, you find yourself sweating out some uh, under seventeen Mexico soccer action. Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Get in on the action. You like gambling? Why not make it your job? It's a little easier if you're on the other side of the counter. It's yeah, that's why it's minus one ten. You already got the edge on your side. Ace per head, they'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second. Wagers graded immediately. They also got top-notch customer support, twenty-four-seven. Uh, Some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Uh, mobile. Very uh site looks very good on mobile in game wagering. They got it all. All you gotta do, go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You head over now, you get started now while the getting is good. Get ready for bowl season, NFL playoffs, March Madness. You're gonna get six weeks free. That's right, six weeks free if they know you're a sports gambling podcast listener. If they know you're a part of hashtag DGEN's only army, go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. Sean, you can actually bet that no one will sign Kaepernick, minus 1,000. I, I think the way he handled that workout, he's making it really tough for himself. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to it, Sean. Do week it. Week 12 in the National Football League. It is the last week where we will have bye weeks. Mm. Back to no buys. Uh, I feel like I do better in those weeks. It's important. Arizona, Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Vikings are on by this week. Thursday night football. Chargers still going to somehow lose a one possession game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's between Philip Rivers and his wife, Sean. The Colts <laughs> head to Houston. Big game here. The Texans are minus four, minus one ninety on the money line, plus one sixty for the Colts. Forty six is your total. The look ahead here was four and a half. It's now four, Sean. We're seeing. 66% of the tickets and over three quarters of the money on the Texans. Ooh, I'm a little worried about this Colts team. They, they appear to be banged up. And if Houston wasn't a favorite, they would be a close your eyes special. They underperformed mm. the spread big time last week in that ass whooping. Uh, this is a key game. Uh, you could almost argue that there was some look ahead potential in terms of importance of the game because if they win this, you know, you, you look at the standings and while they, they haven't, they won't lock up the division. This puts them in a very strong, strong position over the Colts. So I don't know. This, this is a tough spot for me. Cause this, this, this Texans, oh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all over the Colts. I'm just wrong about this Texans team a lot. And my instincts say that the, while the Colts may be the bigger, better team, I'm a little worried. Well, Houston secondary looks horrible. Uh, looks like they're going to get T.Y. Hilton back. Looks like they're going to get Ebron back. Vinatieri, 
hit a field goal four for four in his extra points. Maybe he got a little bit of his mojo back. I don't know why this is bigger than a field goal. Frank Reich has the mm. coaching advantage. And to me, really, I love this. This Colts offensive line is just goddamn good. And you saw what Baltimore was able to do. God, you love this team. The Colts you can't quit the Colts. No, I mean they've been great against the spread. Uh, I thought it was always an Andrew Luck thing, but now they bring in Frank Reich, and it's just a it's just the type of team they run. You know, they they always play well against the Texans. Colts have won twenty seven of the last thirty five meetings against the Texans. Kind of have their number. I think everything's coming together for this Colts team, and I love the fact they're getting four points. Why is it more than three? I mean, I get Deshaun. Deshaun Watson five and a half. Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. Those two guys are better. But other than that, you can make a case for every other unit uh, you would give towards the Texans. Or I mean, the Colts. Yeah, but this is prime time. This is Deshaun Watson in prime time, and, yeah. I, and I think this is a, a team that's been banged up on a short week. You might be right. The Ty Hilton, maybe, maybe he plays. Uh, maybe it, it, he shows up and and he's the difference because I think he is the the key to beating that Texans defense. Uh, but also, you got to wonder like, will the running game be successful without Mac? I, I know they looked good last week, but I refuse to believe this is a back against the wall game for the Texans. They they rise up and get it because they already lost to the Colts. They don't win this game and they're out. It's a the, I, I think it's a must win for both teams. They're both six and four. It's not a must-win game for them. I mean, yes, the Colts need it too. Yeah, but it's the Colts. If the Colts win, they hold a two-game lead on the Texans. All right, I see. I'm laying. I'm laying the points with the Texans here, Sean. Getting back to basics. Just give me the home team. (laughs) That's that's some handicapping insight. Miami heads to Cleveland, who is coming off Thursday night football, and the did we come up with a name yet? The badness in the sadness factory. Yeah. The badness in the sadness. Uh, the badness in the sadness. Cleveland coming off that long rest. I guess they're without Miles Garrett. Do we have a, a ruling on this? <laughs> I got to talk to my attorney. But Cleveland I'm is almost mi- certain he's not playing. Cleveland is minus ten and a half, minus five fifty on the money line. Miami plus four fifteen. Forty four and a half is the total. Nothing changed from the look ahead. Uh, but here's the thing. This is the ultimate sandwich spot for Cleveland, Sean. Mm. They had Pittsburgh last week. They have Pittsburgh next week. And guess what? I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but some shit went down. I don't know if this is the rally game. I think talking the about r- the impeachment hearings. <laughs> I'm going I, all in on Trump. I think the rally game is next week where now they go back and play the Steelers game again. The Steelers team again. Yeah. They have zero fucks to give about covering a 10 and a half point spread against the dolphins. I apologize clients, but I'm going back to this Miami. Well, they've been pretty good against the spread lately. 10 and a half is just way I, too many for Baker. It, way too many for Baker. It, the scary thing is with this Miami team is that they're kind of turning into this public dog and their defense is so bad. But if this was prime time, prime I, I would time. maybe look to to take Cleveland a little bit more, but oh man. There is the Jarvis Landry re- revenge spot. Yeah, but, and I think he's a I think he's a good play in uh, DFS. But I But I, I, I think also worth noting that Browns and uh, Lombardi brought this up on his podcast, but the Browns cornerbacks aren't that great. No, they've gotten by by getting a great pass rush and not having miles Garrett. There is going to be a big difference. And that's where Miami really gets their shit pushed in is on the defensive line. 
Fitz magic. I, this is like a perfect Fitz magic game, right? Where Cleveland is just kind of asleep at the wheel, emotional, uh, a big, uh, I mean, it was a we, huge thing, right? We so, also don't know what happens to this defense when they lose miles, the Garrett. defensive player, uh, you know, uh, someone who's arguably the best pass rusher in the league. So Miami is dead last in adjusted sack rate. So Baker with time, maybe he figures it out. But if there's any team in the NFL that's going to read their own press clippings, that's going to get distracted. That's going to look ahead. I think it's this Cleveland Browns team. So I'm with you. Give me the dolphins plus 10 and a half. Yeah. I'm sure Freddie kitchen has done a good job of helping his team compartmentalize what happened last week and move <laughs> forward. Denver heads to Buffalo where the bills are a four point favorite minus two ten on the money line. Denver plus plus one seventy five. Thirty eight 38 is the total. I'm not sure why this came down a full point and a half from the look ahead of five and a half. Uh, we're seeing right now Denver forty uh, percent of the tickets, sixty five percent of the dollars. Mm. Perhaps a little bit of a sharp play right there, Sean. Ah, it's out. It's the battle of the Allens. Yeah, Allen has looked good. This is a back to back road game. We never like that spot, especially for a team that's struggling. Well, it's interesting too. Was that a was that a dream crusher game for the Broncos? Uh, it certainly wasn't their dream to beat the Vikings, but they were up twenty points. That's got to be kind of deflating. However, and we hit on this in the DFS podcast, the Buffalo Bills very susceptible to the running game. Philip yep. Lindsay could come in there and have a great game. Brandon Allen and Cortland Sutton seem to have a legit connection. Um, I don't know. Cortland Sutton is he's the guy that. He's impressive. Yeah. I think you look at that and you look at the running backs with Freeman and, and Lindsay and Fant is starting to step up as a rookie tight end, which is not something you often see. I think this team is, is no bullshit. A quarterback away. They have the defensive mind in place as the head coach. I don't know if it, it I don't know if it's Brandon Allen. Is it, is it a look at spot for the bills? They got to head to Dallas Thursday no. night for Thanksgiving. That's a weird Thanksgiving game. It's a weird spot. Here, here's the here's my take. Denver is in a tough spot here. They just played a tough defense in a tough location. They're now going to another tough location to play a tough defense. And I think they kind of poured a lot out there. And you saw what happened, right? They they held strong for a half and then it just completely broke down against someone like Kirk Cousins is is, you know, maybe he's a slight notch up from Josh Allen, but they're in the same relative galaxy. And the way that the teams play are similar. I, I do think this is a bad spot for Denver. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the points. So I'm not really sure why the look ahead came down a point and a half. I'm not sure what happened last week to cause that to go down. So you're on the Bills, Ryan. I'm laying the points with the Bills. I, I like this. Hey, they went on the road. They took care of business against Miami. Now they had they they have to take on this Denver team who, while they're losing a lot of close games, I could see them in a similar spot here. Yeah, uh, I, I just Allen again back. He's not gonna he can't. He played his two quarters of good ball against elite defenses. And I think Buffalo's defense is well. And also I think Josh Allen on the other side of the ball, Von Miller getting pressure, the Broncos getting pressure. That almost seems to kind of work in their favor. Him running around again. Why kind of like Cole Beasley to have a good game. Um, I think John Brown's going to get matched up with uh, Chris Harris, but I think Cole Beasley could be the sneaky guy that uh, gets you a couple, couple catches, maybe a touchdown or two. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, are, I'll ride with you with the bills. I don't feel amazing about it though. In a way, uh, I, I guess I'm ex- I would expect Denver to end up this pu- a public team here. Oh, nice. Sean throwing in a snooze, Ryan. I like that. 
keeping it clean. Yeah. Uh, that was the bet. My, my, one of my favorite parts of you up in Pullman, just leaving dip cups everywhere. <laughs> just, just leaving shrapnel all throughout Pullman uh, Pittsburgh coming off that same Thursday night game. They're heading down to Cincinnati where Cincinnati is a six and a half point home dog plus two fifty on the money line. Minus Why do we keep having to pick this fucking bullshit Cincinnati team? Minus 300 for the Steelers. 39 is the total. This was a seven point look ahead. Uh, early look at where the money's going. Not surprising. We're seeing about 60% of the tickets, 60% of the money on this, the road team. Uh, all right. Since he was scrappy last week, right? I know. What's fucking annoying about this Bengals team? Are they really going winless? That's, that's well, the question. Here's the thing. And I, and I kind of had a similar take on this. It is is this the game they target? Like, yo, we got to win this game. Yo, we got to win this game. But then Steelers are coming off a loss. They're co- and a Thursday night rest. Do they rally around Mason Rudolph? He seems like a pretty unlikable mm, guy. Uh, who do they have next week, Sean? Who is it? Well, I, I just told you they have the same sandwich spot. They're playing the Cleveland Browns next week. I want nothing to do with Cleveland or Pittsburgh. The, the Pittsburgh this week. I'm fading both of them. But Bengals, I, I feel like we've had this conversation before where we're like, They're oh, the Bengals could show up. They'll be a little scrappy. They're a home dog, and then they lose by 45. I'm taking the Steelers. Oh. I'm taking Tomlin off a loss. He seems to have this. Uh, yeah, your team right. is playing for him. It uh, is. And the Thursday night rest thing. I know we didn't play it with Cleveland, but. Is Cincy going to lose every game? Uh, it's certainly on the table. Minka Fitzpatrick, I think he could be the difference maker in this game. Finley throws a pick. Joe Mixon's look competent, but I, I I think the Bengals are just too one-dimensional for how good this Steelers defense is. Yeah, you know what? Juju's out. <sighs> I it, it just feels like both the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna look forward. I, I you know what? I'm gonna stick to my guns. Give me the Bengals. Mm. Give me the Bengals. They got some guys who are out on suspension. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Mason Rudolph only had to pay a fine. Speaking of which, Sean, we didn't talk <laughs> about this. Did you see the NCAA find? Yeah, a college kid who doesn't make money, eleven grand. Imagine if you got hit with eleven thousand dollar bill in college. You'd be fucked. Your yeah. life's over. Can't pay that off. Where are you no. getting eleven grand? Oh, I think I know where he's getting eleven grand. Yeah, some booster, right? Some <laughs> duffel bag. Dude, he's got to pull the Randy Moss and then just like straight cash, <laughs> homie. Come, come out with the sack of uh, you know, hundreds in a brown paper bag. No. Be like, you count it. Fuck that. Give him pennies. Giants head to Chicago, where no real line out there for this one, Sean. The look ahead was seven and a half. The Bears are laying six in the Westgate Super Contest. How can they not? It, uh, this is insane that you're even hesitating setting a line. It doesn't matter who's. The quarterback for the Bears. I'm seeing a lot of places that now have six as yeah. the number. Six is the number. Uh, Chase Daniel, I think we've been talking about this, probably an upgrade, uh, but uh, the you, you, you can't, they can't be laying this many points, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. you, you hate the Giants as much as anyone. They're coming off the bye. It sounds like Shepard could be healthy. Uh, the the Giants team is as healthy as they can be, and this this Bears team is like the locker room is divided. The quarterback situation's horrible. Chase Daniel isn't is an upgrade, but it, but then I mean, you saw what, what he did against the Lions. Like, if given a really uh, weak defense, 
Mitch Trubisky has these moments where he shows up. He threw three touchdowns against the Lions. Wait, you think Trubisky's going to play? You think he's going to get through this hip injury? Uh, I don't know. It's Either weird way. because I always thought the vagina was on the inside, not not the outside of the hip. Because he's yeah, he's new, acting like a real pussy right now. I have Sean. a new rule: if you've lost to the Jets at home, I'm not taking oh. you on the road. <laughs> new rule: give me the Bears minus six. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about. I like this. it's better if it was four. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm taking the Bears here. It's I'm a little scared of uh, the Giants going against this Bears defense, but I do think the Bears defense has lost a little bit of their will with the way that this offense is played because I mean they've been beyond bad. Like David, people were talking about David Montgomery as like legit. He's going to be the rookie of the year. He's in a great opportunity, and I don't think if you don't watch every game like us, like mm-hmm. if you're like if you're like a Colby Dant, you don't watch every NFL football <laughs> game. You'd probably not be. You'd probably be asking yourself, "Who is David Montgomery?" Give me the Giants, Sean. Mm. Okay, bold, bold pick. I, I'm, I'm just not picking. You're crazy for laying six points with this Bears team. Just say that out loud. I'm gonna lay six points with the Bears. I'm gonna lay six points with this Bears offense. Oh. I think Khalil Mack. <laughs> I was going back and forth, honestly, because you're making good points, Ryan. Good points. Just don't bet on the Bears. The difference is gonna be a turnover by. Khalil Mack is gonna get the ball. He's gonna take it like it was his lunch money that he, uh, you know, that he, that's his. He's gonna grab it. And the same thing we saw Jamal Adams just rip the ball out of Daniel Jones' hand and run in for a touchdown. Could see a similar scenario here for Daniel Jones. Certainly a tough matchup. Breakout like, game for Khalil Mack against. Like Giants. that they're coming off the bye. Oakland heads to New York, where the Raiders are three point road favorites, minus one fifty on the money line. Jets plus one thirty. Forty six and a half is the total. This is incorrect. It's gone too. We've gone a little bit too far with this Raiders love. Sixty-five percent of the tickets, twenty-five percent of the dollars on the Raiders. Uh, some early money on the Jets coming in. I love the Jets here. Absolutely love the Jets here. Raiders. Really? I mean, I, I mean, I at three and a half, I probably go Jets. But now that it's back to three, interesting. Oakland on the road, early kick. I think we need to pause for a second about this Raiders team. This is a tough spot for them, Sean. I I think long Cox, and not to mention Sean. Not to mention who do they have next week on the road? The Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. So I I think this is not on the forefront of their mind. And I think Sam Darnold has his Jets team playing well. He got Robbie Anderson. He got Crowder involved. He got Griffin involved. Of course, the Ryan Griffin Sam Darnold stack is my DFS play this week against this Raiders team that still is giving up points against the run and the offensive line for this Jets team, which we thought was going to be a huge dumpster fire. They've come around and they've been all right. So I, but I'll say this. Beecham, probably their best offensive lineman, was injured again. He re-injured his ankle. Questionable whether or not mm. he's going to be a go. Um, My sources say he's playing. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay, because I I couldn't find anything saying one way or the other. And if you're missing your right tackle against Max Crosby, defensive mm. line, who's oh, look at you? He's actually kind of making a case for defensive rookie of the year. Certainly, he's got not going to beat out Bosa. Who's in the running for All Pro and and kind of been a higher profile? But compare these two stats: Nick Bosa, twenty-one solo tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble, one pass defense. Max Crosby, twenty solo tackles, six and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, three passes defense. Both great names. 
both, yeah, great, both great names. football names and Max Crosby. He was a character. If you don't remember, he was that big white D lineman. It was getting all tatted up during training camp. Seems like a fun character and kudos to Mike Mayock. I mean, I, I, I don't think we can give this Raiders team enough credit. They sat through that Antonio Brown thing. They kind of got their shit together mentally. We got to get our shit going mentally. And Mike Mayock, uh, the draft class, and certainly give credit to Gruden as well. I'm sure he had a big part, but Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, and they have the Bears' first round pick, which could end up being a decent pick. Yeah, this this Raiders team is kind of putting it together. Um, Derek Carr's still there, bro. Yeah. He is. Wait, I'm gonna. Listen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raiders here. You made a good case for the Jets. I'm gonna fade you though. You were two and twelve last week against the spread. I'm going against you, Ryan. I'm sorry. What was your record last <laughs> week? I was also um, hmm. two and twelve, but I hit two out of the three teams in my three team teaser, and you only <laughs> hit one. So uh, I'll, I'll go road chalk here for the Raiders. I'll give them a little respect. All right, Sean. That's crazy. Carolina heads to New Orleans where the saints are nine and a half point favorites, minus four forty five on the money line, Carolina plus three fifty five. Forty seven is the total. This took a huge jump up on the look ahead from six and a half to nine and a half. Sean, we're seeing the money, the early money coming in split across the board, 50, 50 in this game. Mm. Carolina just covers against new Orleans, right? Or is this New Orleans team just fucking gonna die? I think the New Orleans team, they were asleep at the wheel against Atlanta, and we saw Atlanta certainly in hindsight motivation factors and rallying around Dan Quinn, apparently. Uh I think Kyle Allen has really gotten exposed. Um, you know, they did a good job hiding him early on and just feeding Christian McCaffrey. But this Panthers team is too one dimensional on the uh offensive side of the ball, and the defense has really been exposed. I think Kamara is going to have a huge, huge game. Breeze is missing some throws, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think Kamara is going to have a huge game. They roll. Uh, give me the Saints minus nine and a half. Mm, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think I can lay. I think the, the Saints. I think Cam Jordan against that offensive line of the Panthers that was getting pushed around at home in a divisional game. I think they're really going to struggle against the Saints D line. This this Falcons team is throwing shit off for me because it just yeah doesn't it make is. Sense. Uh, but this also j- could just be the end of the line for the Panthers. It could be the en- end of the line for Riverboat Ron. And I think we've seen the true Kyle Allen at this point. Uh, I think if this gets into the double fi- figures, maybe you're talking about not taking the Saints. I just this Saints team's good, and if they put it together, Christian McCaffrey may get some stuff, stuff going on. But I think they can actually shut him down. And if they if he gets shut down, I have no idea. How this Panthers team's moving the ball, so I'll I'll join you on the chalk here. Really? Oh, yeah. You had me thinking you were going Carolina. You zigged and zagged. Well, it. normally I would like to to fade three points of movement on the on the line, yeah. but I I think we're I think Carolina has exposed some things, and uh, I, I'm not sure I'm I'm looking to take them. I think are they a closure eye special that I just didn't mark this week? I think they might be. I'll have to I'll verify that later. Tampa Bay heads to. Atlanta, who is suddenly on fire, minus four and a half on the money or on the, the spread, minus two twenty on the money line. Tampa plus one eighty, fifty one's the total. This is another one that changed a lot. This is up from three on the look ahead, Sean. We we just we said this earlier. I think it's time. Is it time to quit Tampa and Jameis Winston? 
24% of the do- uh, tickets and 44% of the dollars on Tampa Bay. <sighs> I-, I told myself I had to quit them, but this is a great matchup for Jameis, right? Well, and the ankle though, he injured his ankle. He was out there. He's know. a baller though, bro. He's a gamer. He will play. Oh, man. Why is this not three points? That's the other thing. That's Atlanta, the other thing that's scary. Like, have, have we, Atlanta's gotten everyone off the off the the case. I'm going. I'm going Atlanta, just because. Again, I'm going to fade turnover machines. Clearly, he is one of them. Uh, Jameis Winston. I think Julio Jones is just going to destroy that secondary. Yeah. There's no one that can guard him. And again, I don't understand it. But everyone's playing for Quinn. They're at home. Um, I I think you just have to uh, you just have to take the Falcons here. It it sounds like Tampa Bay is getting more of the action, right? Do you have the percentages? Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay is less uh, tw- a quarter of the tickets and almost half the money. So it's an interesting sign. But uh, the str- it's the strange the strangest thing about this uh, Falcons team is the schedule. Sean, they didn't play. They th- their first divisional game was last week against the Saints. I'm sorry, two weeks ago against the Saints. They are two and zero in their division. They, they, I know it's very. Uh, they're such a weird team, but I'll take them this week. They have five straight divisional games. They've won the first two on the road. Now they have the Falcons. That they, they could could they make a run for this division? Could they go Is undefeated in the division and not, and make, not the make the playoffs? That's interesting. And I don't know if that's ever happened in the NFL. Uh, I'm with you. As much as I want to take Tampa here, I just we 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 told ourselves we were quitting Tampa. I'm quitting Tampa. Cold turkey for a week at least. Uh, Detroit heads to Washington, where again another line that doesn't exist uh, out there that I was able to find when I was filling out the sheet. It looks like we have an, a pretty strong consensus of minus three and a half Detroit. And uh, I don't have all the other numbers, John, but the, the total is 41 and a half. Dwayne Haskins is your starter. <laughs> why getting- would the, why would the number not be out uh, Stafford? There's no way he's playing, right? Is that, was that part of it? I, I don't know. I, it sounds like Stafford's going to be out for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't like Haskins and Driscoll. What what am I missing? I don't know. Um, Driscoll has looked okay, but <sighs> move the ball. I'm starting him in DFS. Hard hard to want to start uh, uh, this red uh, play this Redskins team. Here's what I would say though: this could be one of those games where we get reminded how good Darius guys can look. Yeah, and, and that's Detroit, the matchup. Detroit certainly has their issues uh, on defense. Um, the team that's getting bet the most uh, so far, according to Walter Football, is the Lions, as a three and a half point road favorite. Jeff Driscoll, yeah, three yeah. and a half point road favorite. They're, they're the they're the heaviest bet or the most lopsided uh, ticket count team right now at eighty five percent. Eighty five percent of the tickets, eighty one percent of the money. Darius Slay can probably hang with Terry McLaurin. Um, I don't think Haskins is the reason why the Redskins are going to win any games this year. Yeah. I think tickets Darius, are going for $5. So there's no home field advantage. FedEx field is horrible. It's horrible. They're a nightmare. It's a disaster. I'm going lions. I'm d- taking the public here. I, if, if Washington shows up and, and takes care of business, God bless them. But I don't want any part of the skins. Yeah. If they oh. couldn't hang with the jets, 
They got their ass beat by the Jets. Yeah, it wasn't even close. My my gut tells me take the Redskins here though. I think Darius guys has a big game. I do have a lot of favorites so far, so that's always scary. But I know it it would have been great last week. So get, yeah. give me give me the Redskins. This is not a game I'm getting involved with, Sean. Seattle coming off the bye. They head to Philadelphia for the last of the 10 a.m. games. Thank you NFL for having only two late games. That's awfully kind of you. Your Eagles, Sean, minus one down from minus three on the look ahead. Minus one ten both sides on the money line. Forty eight is your total. Uh, looking at the dollar amount, public all over C- Seattle. Seattle's all over. Yeah, eighty three percent of the ticket, sixty five percent of the money. Uh, I mean, the first number that popped out to me this week, Sean, was that this looks like the wrong number. The Eagles are being yep. disrespected. And while I love Russell Wilson, I love Danger Russ. We've talked about how he might be a little fraudulent and I'll let you get to that in a second, Sean. And we talked about how he might be a little fraudulent and this might be the exact matchup for that. Although what worries me is that the prolific part of this offense has been that passing game. And while you'll tell you're about to tell me how the defensive backs have gotten better, yep. that still does worry me that all of that being said, give me the Eagles laying the point. Oh God. Can you get off the Eagles, Ryan? Trying to trying to win a game here. Don't need your stink juice all over them. The Eagles are good in games where they're desperate, right? They kind of went on a run last year. They were four and six. Ended up closing out nine and seven. Granted, that was with Nick Foles, but I think I think they can get something going. Their defense all the way up to six in DVOA now, and uh, they're they're getting a lot better pass rush. The cornerbacks have played much better. I think they'll be able to hang with Seattle. I'll be surprised if they get blown out. I'm really worried about the offense. Um, like you said, Carson Wentz hasn't looked amazingly sharp. Jordan Howard, if he doesn't play, that really hurts them getting the running game going. And they've been really bad in which uh, in games where Lane Johnson didn't start. Lane Johnson still in the concussion protocol doesn't look like he's going to start. However, what they're going to do instead of putting Big V out there, who's looked horrible, he came in as replacement. They're going to move Andre Dillard to right tackle and have Peters on the left tackle. Who knows how long Jason Peters will actually stay out there in the game? Um, teams coming off a bye week, ninety nine and one oh eight straight up on the road. Seattle's actually kick. Uh, what's up? One one p.m. kick, early kick for the West Coast team. Yeah, that's always that's always a good sign. Um, yeah, I, Seahawks are just getting pounded by the public. Another reason to fade uh, the team. But yeah, someone on this offense has to make some catches, and it's really going to be scary. Uh, it sounds like Nelson Aguilar; uh, he may not even go because well, it's probably like a mental health day slash his knee. But this is who may be trotting out at receiver. You're you're looking at like Jordan Matthews, JJ Arcega Whiteside, and Mac Collins. Like that is scary. All right. Should I take the Seahawks? Uh, I'm I'm not going to take the Seahawks. Lock it. That could be big. And again, the Seattle, their weakness with the defense is the deep ball. And without any real receiving deep threat, it's going to be tough. The Eagles are backed into a corner, though, and they played some good ball uh, against the Patriots. Not good enough, clearly. They were close to getting the turnover, didn't get one. I think they're going to get a couple uh, on Sunday against the Seahawks. So give me the Eagles. I'm with you. And Sean, while you were going on your little rant there, I, I, uh, I, I stumbled across the Dwayne Haskins is a fat boy, a combine article, switch my <laughs> pick to Detroit, please. I forgot about that. We can't play. I, I told myself three weeks ago, you just fade Haskins every week. Okay. 
officially making the change. Yeah, I apologize for that. We good? Yeah. Jacksonville has the Tennessee coming off the bye where Tennessee is minus three, minus one seventy-five on the money line, plus one fifty-four. The Jags, forty-one's the total. Oh boy. Ugh. Fucking our gals. Uh, this may be the time. Are they gonna win their sixth game, Ryan? This is starting to look bad for our preseason predictions. God damn it. Yeah, that guy who who yelled at me for saying they're gonna they're not gonna be uh five and eleven, they're gonna be nine and seven. He's looking pretty on point. Uh, the, the Titans kind of have some juice with Tannehill and then on the other side of the ball and they're coming off a bye. Jags, their offensive line didn't look good. And and if you're going to succeed with Foles, he needs a really good offensive line. Fournette just hasn't done much lately. Nope. I'm really worried about this Jaguars run defense, Derek Henry. I think he could have a field day coming off and you know, got some extra rest going up against this Jags defense, this Jags run game on the road. Tennessee has back-to-back road games after this, so this is a key spot for them. Titans uh, have won six of the last eight, but part of me just thinks, kind of go Jags here. I don't know. Am I crazy to, to kind of like the Jags for some reason? Well, I mean, all my numbers you're buying them low, right? Like just they they, they just got took it on the chin from the Colts, who, but they're, the Colts are kind of a similar team to the Titans. And that's why I think if, if the matchup didn't work last week, I'm not sure if it's going to work this week. Uh, Titans coming off that big win against the chiefs going into that by coming out. They, they have to feel good. They have to see that the, the division is there. There's opportunity to make the playoffs if you're the Titans. And while it, it does feel like them operating north of 500 would be scary. When I look at the schedule and I see at Indy next week, I know they're going to bounce back down. So I am going to take the Titans this week. I, I think this, this is actually potential for lock. Wow. Up. I, I did not see I, I'm, that I'm, Jags team concerned me last week. Yeah. Nick Foles. Um, I'll go, I'll go with the Tennessee minus three to, Mike. To, the, to the point. Nick Foles has sucked before in the NFL. So yeah, and again, it's usually when he doesn't have a really dominant offensive line, and Jags offensive line hasn't dominated. All the numbers, the stats, the trends are saying Tennessee. I need to mix things up, get my mojo back. Give me the Jags plus three. What do you have? Too many favorites? <laughs> Possibly. That, that's all that was. Yeah. Sean just had all favorites up until that point, so he had to he had, he had to mix it up. Dallas heads. I you know you can be bold like me on the college show. And just go with all chalk. Dallas, Dallas heads in New England, where the Patriots are minus six and a half, minus two ninety on the money line, plus two forty for the Cowgirls. Forty five is the total. It seems like the Pats might have some issue with the running game, right? Of Dallas, yeah. Are we at all worried mm. about that? Yeah, but uh, a little bit, but also. This Cowboys team against good teams hasn't really, really it, been great. It's it's hard to see Jason Garrett out coaching Bill Belichick. Well, and if you listen to uh, Tom Brady's post game press conference, it sounded like they lost the game. It yeah. sounded like they're going to bounce back after a loss and kind of take it to these Cowboys. The Cowboys don't really need this game. They're heading up to New England. It's going to be cold as shit. Uh, Lael Collins, Amari Cooper, both banged up. They will play. Um, again, this line's probably should be four, but this Pats team, you know, as much as it's easy to criticize Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense, and certainly a lot of that's warranted, this Patriots team still is kind of historically good defense. And I, I think, uh, I think 
you know, Dak is kind of due for a letdown game. So I'll take the Patriots and the big number here. I think as long as this is, and I'm just not going to pick the Cowboys. What do you want from me? Under seven. Uh, Give me the Patriots. All right. I I like the Cowboys, and I think they they could give them trouble. But yeah, I'm not. That is a disgusting act. I mean, Sean, to your point, Tom Brady was fucking pissed. Like he's going to be making avocado smoothies for everyone on that team. San Francisco hosts Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers coming off. By Aaron Rodgers in a homecoming. Will his family be at the game? <laughs> I doubt it. San Francisco nope. laying three, minus 165 on the money line, plus 135 for the Packers. 48 is the total. This game is uh, pretty split down the middle, 50 50 on the tickets and the money. Sean, good Sunday night game here. Yeah, great Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers is not losing to Jimmy G, right? Uh, uh, I was on the uh, Three Dog Thursday podcast with a good pal, uh, good pal TJ Reeves. I selected this as uh, one of my picks here. Green Bay plus three. Did you? Yeah. Long term, Aaron Rodgers as a dog isn't that kind of the side you want to be on? Uh, yeah, I mean, especially when not only is Aaron Rodgers off a being forgotten about in the top quarterback discussion, but now. We have this Jimmy G character who's being spoken about in the good-looking character over Aaron. Oh Rodgers. yeah, cutting into classic his game, hunk battle. Cutting into my only concern is with Aaron Rodgers going home. Yeah, maybe he catches he, up with some old friends. Will he be going down to the old dive bar with one of the buddies, <laughs> one of his old roommates, and looking to play some tummy sticks? I don't know. I hope not. I don't need him to distract. Needs to be here. focused. Give me the Green Bay Packers plus the points. Yeah, he could be out, you know, living it up, enjoying the Bay Area. I mean, he. He played college ball in the Bay Area, so again, like you said, bit of a homecoming. But yeah, didn't, didn't he, he just, grow up there? Too? I think he grew up there. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm blanking on that. But uh, Rogers, 21 and 16 against the spread as a dog. Uh, yeah, and just good against the spread overall. 94 and 64 ATS since 2009. Aaron Rodgers. So the guy wins games, covers spreads. Give me the Green Bay Packers. So uh, looking it up here, he is from Pleasant. He's from Chico. Yeah, he's from Chico, but didn't he play at UC Berkeley? Or am I crazy? Yeah, he played at Berkeley. Yeah. And uh, funny, funny fact about Aaron Rodgers, and maybe this is why he stopped talking to his parents. Uh, here are his parents' names: Edward Wesley Rogers and Darla Lee Pittman Rogers. Too many names. I think hmm. that's why he divorced his parents. Clearly, that's that's the issue. That or uh, they weren't cool with his his openly gay lifestyle. Uh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, Sean. Baltimore. Heads George Kittle, though, he doesn't oh. look like he's going to play. Ross that could be Dwelly. pretty big. Emmanuel Sanders. He's he re-injured his ribs. Sean, can we talk about how I predicted that that George Kittle <laughs> will be out for a while three weeks ago? Uh, can we talk about how I said George Kittle <laughs> wouldn't be a top ten uh, fantasy receiver? Ooh, we yeah, we were we. We had some uh, hot takes that were very right. Odell exactly. sucking. Oh, hot, 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 hot. We Antonio Brown not working out in uh, Oakland. By the way, I did didn't you, think it would be that bad, but did you see his tweet? Yeah, uh, apologizing like, to uh, to Robert Kraft. Oh yeah, I thought you were going to talk about his tweet where Whoa. he's in an Eagles jersey, Ooh. saying like, "Do the deal," and now it's coming in. Uh, Pro Football Talk said there there's a chance he could be cleared by the NFL for the commissioner exempt list. Because that's really the issue. If you sign him, then he's got to be on yeah. that list, and it's completely worthless. So I I, uh, I don't know who tweeted this out, but I saw a very funny tweet. Uh, because if you saw that tweet where he 
where Antonio Brown's apologizing to Robert Kraft. Um, he used the semicolon. Mm. So this guy was like, Hey, a PR guy, next time you write something for Antonio Brown, make sure you take out the semicolon because <laughs> there's no fucking way in hell that he's ever used a semicolon in his life. Baltimore heads to Los Angeles. He is center. going back to college though. Nice. Oh, he's, he's seeing what Anton, what Larry Fitzgerald did. And he wants to get his degree too. Baltimore heads to Los Angeles for Monday night football. Sean, uh, there's a chance I may be in the building for this one. Same. Baltimore minus three and a half, minus one eighty on the money line. Rams plus one fifty. Forty six and a half is the total. This number, this went from Baltimore minus one to Baltimore minus three and a half. Wow, that's a big move. That's a that's a ridiculous move. Jared Goff sucks. Island is in full effect, but but. At some point, we need to calm down with this Baltimore team, right? Let down spot, Ryan. Get your card out. What does it say? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a letdown spot for Baltimore. Look ahead to San Francisco, possibly. I mean, it's not like it's not a hard. Rams offensive line game. has played a little bit better. Uh, their defense has played pretty solid, you know, with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Post Jalen Ramsey. Interesting uh, little stat here. Lamar Jackson has more passing touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, <laughs> and Phillip Rivers. He also has more rushing touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, David Johnson, and Joe Mixon. Kind of crazy. He's a beast, man. Yeah. I'm not going against this Ravens team. You know, the situation, the line movement, that kind of stuff, the travel, all says take. The Rams, yeah. but I'm going. I'm going Ravens here. Yeah, give me the Rams. Give All me right. the Rams in this spot. I it, it shouldn't be three and a half, Sean. I, I mean, I, I think this is. I think the look ahead was pretty accurate. Baltimore, a slight favorite. I, I think it's a little disrespectful to say that. I, I mean, again, Jared Goff can can do do a little bit at home. I, I know last against the Bears defense, that was a tough spot. Ravens not as good on defense. There will be opportunity, and I think we're going to start seeing this running game for the Rams get dusted off. That's it, Sean. We made it. That's it. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. I hit that a little early, Ryan. <laughs> Happy birthday. Lock Dog and Tees presented by MyBookie.ag. Promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid. Kramer, kick things no, off. You're, we're mixing it up. You go first. No, I did that last time. Oh, is that what happened? And that's, yeah, that's where things went awry. Mm, okay, lock Jets plus three. Oh my god! Uh, you know what? Lock Tennessee minus three. All right. Dog Jets on the money line plus one thirty. Okay. Tease. Uh, let's go New Orleans minus three and a half. Tremendous amount of key numbers there. Let's go Green Bay up to nine. Yep. And let's go. Uh, you know, I I don't like to double dip all the time, but the Raiders aren't winning this game by nine points against the Jets. Ooh, Jets plus nine. Okay, here we I, go. I would tease the Rams, but that I that's the kind of move I'm going to stay away from this week because if the Ravens blow them out, it's not going to be too surprising. All right, what do I do for my lock here? Couple of options. Couple of options. Miami's talking to me. That feels pretty good. Pittsburgh. One of us. How are we not going to take Green? Eh. I think. Well, maybe. Hmm, I like Green Bay, but do I like? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to do it. Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Make it my lock. My dog. Colts 
plus one sixty back to basics. Green mm. Bay up to nine. Like what you're doing there, Ryan. Uh, what else are we gonna do tease wise here? Uh Atlanta, basically just to win, plus one and a half. Whoa. Teasing over zero, but really it's just kind of teasing down to a pick. Whoa. And do I dare do it? Do I throw Mitch Trubisky in a tease? No. Won't. No. Um, what? This is a weird this is a uh, collectively crappy week for games across college and NFL. I'll do right? New England minus a half. That was an Other, easy tease, Ryan. You missed. Yeah, and I and I saw. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, I saw a nugget. This is the first time, or this is a fairly rare occurrence. I don't have the numbers where all three primetime games are between winning teams in hmm. Week Twelve, with Ravens, Rams, Packers, Niners, and Indy versus Texans. All right, Ryan. Again, thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Rate, review, share on iTunes. Give us a great iTunes review, a funny one, an engaging one. We'll hook you up with some merch. Couple, a uh, couple ones that are pretty close. Maybe they'll make the cut. Announce some of those. Uh, make sure you tune in the pregame Periscope, nine a.m. You can find it on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Get some of that merch. Check out our uh, College Football Picks Podcast, Daily Fantasy Football Picks Podcast. All the great content we got going on over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Just hit us up, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And for Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Uh, I won't read the review, but EDS 2014 wanted to know uh, that I offered to read a children's book. Oh, yeah. We got to um, get that. Wants to know if I would be willing to read uh, uh, something for my adult audience. Uh, <laughs> hashtag asking for a friend. Yes, I will send at Kramer centric. Give me some, uh, give me some ideas. Okay. Yeah. I think we already got a couple submissions, but send in a few and uh, we'll get that going as well. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>